come on. What do we want more than anything? The presence of the Lord, come on. He's here tonight, he's here. We're just empty vessels, <laughs> and it's so good to be with y'all um, again, and it's great to have my wife Sharon with me. Um, we're going to be hitting number 48 in May, aren't we, baby? Uh, glory to God. Wow. Wow. You know, I was telling Pastor J.O. and Radin and uh, Giselle as we were sitting at the table today, my friends have been calling me because we've been inactive for 20 months. Uh, except for if I have to do one more Zoom prophetic meeting with 25 people on a screen with 20 screens, okay? It's like, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. But they've been calling me and they said, what are you going to preach on? I said, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Subtitle, Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, the great healer, come on, the author of our salvation, the author of hope, the author of faith, come on now, don't, listen, y'all can't go quiet on me, we're southerners now, we live in the state of Florida, South Florida, so we know what it's like, you know, we are in the Bible Belt, and God brought us to a church called Revive. Can you imagine going to a church called Revive? Because every Sunday we were there, we're being revived. I want to, I'm going to try to get this in. Um, God gave me this word, and uh, if we can just get the slides up there. I'm going to talk to you about going to war with your prophetic word. Come on, people have been saying to me, Charlie, the world's burning down all around us. You know, they're calling me like, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, are we in end times? Are we? Man, I don't know. <laughs> but I found this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. says this, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he will screen <laughs> and filter the severity of the nature and the timing of every test or trial you face so that you can beat it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Honestly, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. We've got to trust in God's faithfulness. <laughs> because there's nothing else we can do. Pray. You know, all these pastors are calling me. You're telling me I'm calling you and you're saying to pray? Yeah, because my word says prayer moves the manifest hands of God. Well, there's got to be more we can do. No, pray. Bring in the harvest. Open your mouth. You are ambassadors to Christ. We're not supposed to remain silent. You know what I pray every morning? 
Get rid of the pause button in Christians' lives. Church is supposed to be a noisy place. Church is supposed to be outside of the four walls. Church is supposed to be in your neighborhoods, in the hospitals, in the schools. Someone said to me, oh, this is it. It's the end. Do you read your word? He flips the script so many times in this. Moses, he flips the script. The woman goes to the well looking for water. She ends up getting blessed, anointed, saved. And while the disciples were filling their bellies, she runs into town and starts a revival. I call that flipping the script. Let's talk about the guy that was setting up the guy that was going to hang on the gallows. But Queen Esther steps in and steps up to the plate. The script gets flipped. And guess what? A nation was saved from destruction. Come on now. We either believe this or we don't. Come on. Do we have the... Oh, I see. Where, where will the screens be? Or are there going to be screens? If they're not, I'm cool with it. They're up there. Hallelujah. We got to hold on to the prophetic words that are spoken over our lives. Hebrews 10.23 says, Without wavering, let us hold tight to the hope we say we have, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Come on. God is a keeper. It's impossible for God to fail. It's impossible for God to lie. Jesus went to the cross and he eliminated the gap. God's blood is ours. We've got a confidence. And that confidence is without his light and without his blood, we have nothing. So let's put this scripture up there. This is my favorite scripture. Hallelujah, 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. So Timothy, my son, I'm entrusting you with this responsibility and keeping the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and now in the process of the fulfillment and his great work of ministry and keeping with those prophecies spoken over with you. With this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of the true faith. Listen. How many, just raise your hands, how many have had a prophetic word? How many have had several prophetic words? Come on. What are you doing with them? You know, people are saying, oh, we're going through so much. It's so, oh, come on, grow up. Isn't this what we prayed for? Uh, my favorite saying is, build a bridge and get over it. God's in control. You're not, I'm not. Come on. Look at Habakkuk, the poor guy. God tells him, I'm going to destroy your nation. Word of God says, his knees buckled. There's a lot of people with their knees buckling today. I'm a little disappointed in the church in general, to be honest with you. Pastor J.O., you were talking about remember tonight and saying so much. 
And the Lord spoke to me. I had asked my wife, I don't usually use movies, but I'm going to use a movie tonight. <laughs> Top Gun. Maverick was so upset because his buddy, Goose, was killed. He went into a depression and oppression. Reminds me of where the church is at right now. And Maverick gets in his jet, and he's flying in there, and, and, and all of a sudden, his commander is saying, Maverick, re Engage. Maverick, re-engage. God is saying, church, re-engage. Woo! Come on now. You know what it means to re-engage? It means to get back to what you were doing and do it well. Go to war and fight with your prophetic words. The steps you take today are going to carry you into your tomorrows. If you don't take any steps, you're not going to have any tomorrow. And guess what? The world might say that there's limits on you, but God says there is no limits on what you can do. You know, it says in that scripture in 1 Timothy, with this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith with a clean conscience. You know what? We got to start thinking saved again. What does it mean to be saved? <laughs> Filled with the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. You want to talk about flipping a script? Everybody was saying, Jesus is dead. He's dead. His own disciples, oh, he's dead. God flips the script. Third day, stone gets rolled away. Jesus is alive. Come on. Come on. I'm so tired of all this negativity. Oh, my gosh. We're around so many Christians, right, Sharon? You would think their mother weaned them on a dill pickle. <laughs> Boy, this world is so bad. It, it's so terrible. Oh, my God. Listen, when Satan comes knocking on your door of your heart and starts spilling lies, fight back. I want you all to stand a minute. You all stand. Listen, I'm a guy that loves declaring because when we declare, hell shakes. Come on. Declare this. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm no longer part of this world. I'm kingdom bound. I know the lies of the enemy. I know the tricks of the enemy. But I know the voice of my God. I will go to war with the prophetic words over my life. I have been washed with the blood of the Lamb. And through my God, I can survive any season in my life. If God says I can do it, 
I can do it. Because God does not lie. You believe that tonight? Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Have a seat. Now I'm going to make you stand again. We got to stand on the written words of God in the promises that God gives us in this book. So I want you to stand again. I wasn't kidding. We're going to declare this. Satan, Satan. you will not win. win. Satan, Satan. you cannot have my children. children. Satan, Satan. you cannot bring back my addictions. Satan, Satan. you can't have my marriage. marriage. Satan, Satan. you can't have my mind. mind. I have the word. word. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. (laughs) I have the word of my testimony. And I've got the blood of the lamb on my side. I have the prophetic word. I have the written word of God. And I believe what it says. And I know it will come to pass. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Come on, come on. Come on. Now you can sit down. (laughs) Woo! I don't know about you, but I feel like getting saved all over again. Where's that baptismal tank? Come on, come on. The next slide that says, love and host the prophetic word in your home, your heart. We've got to grab onto those prophetic words. We've got to grab onto this written word. And you've got to know that God has already equipped you with everything you need to win. Come on. Don't stand around waiting for your mantle to drop on you. Go grab it and run with it. You've got to learn to host and entertain the prophetic. You know, people say to me, I don't know how to pray. The Word of God says, pray the Scripture then. This whole thing is prophetic. You know, 2 Kings 4, it says that one day Elisha went to Shunan and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. And she says to her husband, I know that this man often comes our way, a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put, boy, he gets the penthouse, on the roof and put him in a bed and, and put in a bed and a table and a chair and a lamp for him. And then he can stay there, stay there whenever he comes. Folks, this is such a picture of what we should do. When, when the prophetic word is coming by, make room for it in your home, in your heart. Don't let it fall to the floor. You've got to embrace it. You've got to embrace it. Wow. Stand up again. Oh, my God, I haven't even gotten to how to war with it yet, but I, I, I feel to do this. My God. Say this. When the battle comes, I'm going to war. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Oh, please don't. No fire alarm this time, please. And suit up for battle. 
with a prophetic word on my lips. Shout! I'm not going to die, I'm going to live. By his stripes, I am healed. Take your hands off my children. They were made for the glory of God. Take your hands off my marriage. When two became one, we became a mighty force. We know your lies, Satan. You're not going to win. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to war with the word of God over my life. And if God says he'll do it, he's going to do it. I'm going to skip ahead. Sit down. Sit down. What do you do when the world is burning down all around you? got to grab on to God's miracle power. Come on now. we got to tap into his faithfulness. You know, we can do one of three things when chaos comes into our life. We can let it define us. We can let it destroy us. Or we can let it strengthen us. I choose. I choose to let it strengthen me. So, you know, my wife is timing me. When we hit 20, I'll stop. I've got seven things to go to war with. I'm going to try to get them in. How do I wage war with my prophetic? Put on the helmet of salvation and stand on your salvation. You know, Satan comes and he comes to try. He, he speaks negative words to us. You know, the word of God says, captivate every thought that comes in. You know what? I, I got people calling me. Oh my God, did you watch the news? I can't watch it anymore. That's God speaking to you. Turn it off. Don't let that stuff penetrate your mind. Stand on the truth. Think saved. You know, when we think saved, we keep our thoughts continually fixed on what is authentic and what is real. And the only thing that I know that is authentic and real is the Word of God. How do I wage war with my prophetic? Have a good, clean conscience. It's so simple. A defiled conscience is going to weaken your faith. When you have a good conscience and you're thinking God thoughts, you're thinking saved, you're living right, you're living a clean life, and then you get the strong faith. Why? God's word is a breaker. And if all those negative words are coming into your mind and your heart, you know, the word of God says, guard your heart. For out of it flow the issues of life. What issues are flowing out of you? Are you a negative nilly? Pastor J.O., I got pastors calling me saying, oh, you're so bubbly. You and your wife, you're always so bubbly. You're always so full of faith. What's the alternative? Either we're going to believe what this book says, or we're not. Choose a side. Or else you're going to be a turkey wishbone. I think I can do it. I think. 
I'll keep one foot in the world. I think I can do it. You're going to split, baby. You're either all in or you're not. Don't play the hokey pokey in the kingdom of God. I got one foot in. I got one foot out. I got one foot in and I shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and I turn myself around and that's what it's all about. What it's all about is put your whole self in and stay there. Just saying. How do I go to war with the prophetic? Be prepared for battle at all times. I talk to some people. You reading your Bible? No. You fasting and praying? No. Why? It scares me. Why? I went to one church. He goes, what are you going to preach on? I said, Revelation. He goes, not in this church. I go, why? He goes, it scares my people. It better. (laughs) Spiritual warfare is required of every Christian. My wife loves the drums. We're right up front here, right by these bass speakers, and it was, I'm telling you what it was doing is shaking lunch down so I can fit in some food (laughs) later on. Man, I'll tell you. But it's time to go to spirit. It's time for us to go into spiritual warfare because the enemy is coming to rob and destroy us. He's trying to come and take so much for us. The fourth thing to go to battle with your prophetic word let the place of impossibility become the place of your miracle. The word impossibility means to be powerless, to to not be received or accepted, incapable of being done, unattainable, absurd or impractical, not not feasible. I got awesome news for you. We're not powerless. You have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. The veil was torn. We have access to God the Father through Jesus. And I want you to know you're accepted. If there's anybody sitting here tonight and you feel you're not accepted, you are a child of God bought with the blood of the Lamb. You are accepted. You don't need any more than that. You don't need the world to confirm. You don't need your boss to confirm it. You don't need your place of business to confirm it. You just need to know that you are a child of God. And know this, you're capable because the word of God says all things are possible through my God who strengthens me. Absurd? I'm absurd. You bet I am. You won't keep this mouth closed. She's sitting right here. She'll tell you, I am a Peter walking this earth and I can stick both feet and both hands in my mouth at the same time. But I don't care. I'm going to preach the word of God. I'm going to teach the word of God. I'm going to pray for the sick. I'm going to drive out the demons. I'm going to drive out the devils. The word, of, the word over our life was that, you know, we were getting ready. You know, we moved to Florida, and I'm thinking, time to slow down. We get a prophetic word, a page and a half, from a guy that I haven't seen in six years who doesn't know us. I only prophesied over him and his wife, and he writes this letter to us, and he opens it up. I, was, I woke up this morning oppressed and depressed, and you came to mind. I didn't even want to read the rest. 
He says, you're thinking of slowing down, and God is saying, you can't slow down. You're needed. You and your wife are needed around the world. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And the next day, we get a call. Two days later, we get a call from a pastor in Burundi saying, I've got two churches down here, one 18,000, one 15,000. We want you to come and spend four weeks here. I'm like, oh, baby, Jesus is going to have to come and stand right in front of me on this one and say, you're going to Burundi. But you know what? God's word is awesome. And we've got to go to battle with it. And you can't, you can't, listen, I'm going to tell you something for this church. This church is about to enter into a season like you have never seen before. I'm preaching a message here Sunday morning called Going from Overwhelmed to Overflow. Come on now. Come on. Next one, treasure the prophetic in your life. Mary treasured it. The angel comes, tells her everything. You're going to have a son. going to be named Jesus. He's going to be the king. She treasured it. And the word of God says she not only treasured it, she pondered it. Man, when you get prophetic words, don't put them in a file drawer. Read them. Ponder over them. Pray over them. Treasure it. It's the word of God for your life. And I have so many people say to me, but my word didn't come to pass right away. Well, geez, read your Bible. <laughs> Abraham waited 25 years. And Mary was probably saying, man, this is coming to pass too quick. It's all over the board. But treasure it. And by the way, you can read her account. Mary has a song that she actually, and I don't have time to read it, but you need to read it because her soul, it says, her soul was ecstatically overflowing with praise to my God when she got that word. How do I go to war with my prophetic? Say it, declare it, and shout it out loud. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. He says my house will be blessed, then I'm expecting it to be blessed. And I'm going to declare it. If he says we're going to possess the land, then I'm going to declare we're going to possess the land. We can't remain silent because the word of God says, as for this house, we will walk and serve the Lord. Come on now. It hasn't come to pass yet, then go to war for it. The sixth thing to go to war with it is, or that was the sixth thing, the seventh one is, well, God already spoke it. Well, then get a move on. Well, God will make it happen when it's going to happen. Yeah, that can happen, but I got news for you. 95% of the time it doesn't happen if you're just going to sit around and wear your prophetic word as a medal of honor on your chest. Just saying. I can honestly say now, Sharon, we have a rental car. You can go start it and get it by the back in case we got to make a quick escape. I'm not going to... Don't say, well, I'm going to wait until God moves. <laughs> I'm going to go to war. You know why? Because lack is not in my prophetic word. Defeat is not part of my prophetic word. Wilderness is not part of my prophetic word. Fear is not 
part of my prophetic word. It is not part of this word, and it's not going to be part of what is inside of my heart. Our, ch- our grown children are like, Mom and Dad, you're getting on an airplane. You're, you're, you're chancing it. You know, you're just inviting trouble. Well, guess what? You guys were all raised Christians, son, sons and daughter. The word says we don't know the day or the time that he's going to call us. We don't know the expiration date we got on us. I could stay home for 20 months, have the groceries delivered to my home, and say I beat COVID, and on the, on, on the 20th month and one day, boom, I'm home. So if you let fear keep you in your house, oh, come on. God says, go to all nations. Of course, our daughter didn't like it. She's our youngest at 37. I said, Justina, I'm not afraid to die. If I die, you know, glory be to God. You know, you guys get a condo down here in Florida. Just take care of mom and everything will be okay. I have to tell you that didn't go over very well. But but I'm going to say this to you. God, when God speaks to you in the prophetic, when God speaks to you through this, it's about your future. Not about your past. Not about the time you're living. It's about your future. So I'm only going to speak what God speaks. That's why you got to declare the word over your life. You, you get a prophetic word over this weekend, type it out. I say type it out, whatever they call it today. I use the word typewriter in one church and Half the church looked at me like, what is that? I had to say, Google it. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you tonight, and I'm going to wrap it up right here. (laughs) All through this word, all through this word, you see God dispensing angels. One angel, what one angel can do. You know what most Christians today, their angels are standing in the unemployment line. They don't have a job because many of us aren't calling upon the the Lord to say, Lord, I got this prophetic word. Like Daniel, Daniel on the 70th year, when, when it was time for them to come out of exile, the word of God says, Daniel reminded God, hey, time's up, got to let us go. We got to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, I, I don't want my angels standing on the unemployment line. I'm going to declare my word. I'm going to go to word with it. And I'm going to say, you know what? You filthy, stinking devil. You're not going to build those building blocks around my heart that's going to keep the thoughts of God out of me. Because you know what? Drugs, building block. Alcohol, building block. Bad attitudes, building block. By the time you know he's done with you, he's got a wall up around your heart that nothing can penetrate. So you know what? You've got to captivate those thoughts before that block gets in there. And you've got to declare 
the word of the Lord over your life. I don't know about you, but I'm done watching. I'm done watching. I'm done listening. We got to be like the sons of Issachar that understood the times and the seasons that they were living in. You can't be an ostrich and you can't keep... Listen, if you're watching this, I'm not condemning you for being home. I understand, you know, there are people that have conditions and, and so on and so forth. But I'm going to say this as plainly as I can say it. If you let fear grip your life, you might as well hang it up, baby. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm as real. What you see, I'm real. And I'm telling you, get ready. Go to war with your prophetic. This church, this church, this church is that lighthouse. This church. And if there's other pastors here, you know what? The enemy is bringing so much disunity in families. There's families not talking to each other over a, a vaccine. How dumb can you be and still breathe? It's family. Christians. Let's throw that scripture out the window. You know, if you, if, if you can't forgive others, then how can the Lord forgive you? Well, we'll just throw that out. No, you can't throw it out. Pastors, if you're here, get together. Start praying together if you already aren't. You know, start to bring the unity amongst the sheep and, and, and the unity in the church of God. Don't stand there. Don't be denied any longer. I'm sick of it. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. And that's why a lot of my friends don't call me anymore because when they call me up, I tell them, I'm sick of listening to you whine. Do something. They've been saved longer than me. My poor wife, what she has to live with. <laughs> they invite me on a Zoom call. Oh, you don't want me on a Zoom call. Because you ain't going to like what I got to say. Clean up our acts. And let's get moving. Let's take the written word of God. Let's take this prophetic word of God. And let's go to war. What you declared tonight. Listen, uh, I told Amber and one of my many... Um, emails back and forth. God is going to do something with the youth this weekend. I feel something is about to break in this house. And Pastor J.O., I, I have no idea. I'm fighting this. But God said 2022 is the year to expect $100,000. The goal, as a matter of fact, God says, 100,000 is the mark, but God's going to bring in a lot more because this church is going to touch people. You do something special here. I, I kind of caught a little bit of it, getting food for people and everything. God says, get ready. It's going to, it's the, the pots are not going to go dry because you've been giving out and giving out and giving out. Money's going to come from places you wouldn't expect. I am not I am not a prosperity preacher, but I am an inner city guy for 17 and a half years. And I know what people live through and what they go through. And God is saying that God is going to raise up an army of youth in this house. 
that's going to serve this city and surrounding communities. I see five-year-olds carrying bags with gloves and hats and scarves. I see, I see 10-year-olds singing the word of the Lord as they're putting boxes and bags of food in people's hands. God is about to open the floodgates of this house. This is a Noah church. It's going to bridge the old to the new. You need to get ready. Amen? Well, while you're coming up, there was a young man that was in the upper room with us. Um, I think his name was Caleb. Caleb, stay right there. No, you got to come up here, buddy. You got to come up here. Yeah? Come on. Come on, Giselle. Don't mind me, Giselle. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, uh, you know, people say to me, you, you have no rhyme or reason to you. And I go, yes, that's right. Wherever my needle drops, it drops. So I have to apologize so many times. So, Caleb, I saw you in the upper room. How old are you, buddy? Oh, wow. Sharon, would you uh, bring your anointers? Okay, my wife anoints you. I'd like you to take your glasses off. And I'd like you to close your eyes. And my wife is just going to put a little anointing oil on your eyelids. Caleb, know this says the Lord your God that you are a young man that sees through your eyes. And there is an artist inside of you. I used to be a photographer, Caleb. And I saw things through the lens of a camera that you can't see with your regular eyes. But you can. And 18, oh my God. It's a big word for an 18-year-old. But I'm telling you, I see you. I see you back there in the booth, but I see you like with those cameras. But there is a day that is coming in your life because you've remained faithful to the Lord. And there has been times that you felt rejected and you've, you've felt cast aside. But God the Father says today, I'm your daddy. He's your daddy. And he's wrapping his arms around you. Big word for you, 18-year-old, but I feel I wouldn't drop this word on you if I didn't feel you're going to be a cinematographer in the house of the Lord. God is going to use you mightily. I see you, honestly, I see you getting awards for the work that God is going to have you do. But I see you producing Christian films for this generation. You've proven everybody wrong that said you wouldn't amount to anything. But let your let the forgiveness flow from your heart and let it go. Oh, that song that I had to listen so many times with the grandkids. <laughs> let it go, let it go. 
Let it go, Caleb. Because God has taken your heart and he says 2022 is a year of new beginnings, says the Lord. That I'm erasing everything on your heart and he's going to paint a new portrait, a new picture upon your heart for your future. And everybody that spoke against you, everybody that rejected you, everybody that put those negative thoughts in, God's about to prove them wrong. And, and, and I'm going to say this to you. Honestly, I know nothing. And I do know equipment is expensive these days. But God is going to bring people. They're going to give you the finances to set you up. Because this church is going to be the tip of the spear for this millennial generation and, and to break through. And God has already given you ideas in that wonderful mind that you have because there's so many times you could have ran and you didn't. I'm going to say this to you. I see a closet and I see in the top shelf of the closet hidden behind some boxes a little getaway bag just in case you got to make a quick getaway. God says, unpack the bag. This is where you belong. This is, this is your place. This is, this is your home. I want you to turn. I want you to turn. I want you to get a good look at this face. Because God's going to, God's going to, God, here, turn over here. They got to see you. God, God. I, I honestly, I see a production studio. I see high-end equipment. I see. Have you even graduated high school yet? Oh my God! God took you out of that nasty situation. He took you out of all those years of neglect and everything, and through all of that. God says, I'll be your daddy. I'll be your mommy. I'll be your brothers. I'll be your sisters. Don't worry. I got it. And because you trusted him at an early age, God says, I'm going to elevate you. And he's elevating you for his purposes. There is a, there is a David inside of you. There is a giant killer. God did not design us to tolerate giants. He designed us to kill them. And you've already slayed some giants already. And God says, you're going to slay them the rest of the way. My last thing I want to say to you, keep your heart eternity-minded. Because as you do that, God's going to give you scripts. And you know who your actors and actresses are going to be? Street kids. Abandoned children. I see favor coming to this house with um, children's homes and uh, detention centers and stuff like that. And they're going to call this church and they're going to say, we don't want to see them go into the system. Can you help us out? And Caleb, you're going to train them. And you know the beautiful name, beautiful about your name? Caleb worked behind the scenes. He was better war strategist than Joshua. He was every, but he kept his place. 
and he did what God told him to do, and God took care of him, and God's going to take care of you. But there is a leader inside of you. There is a David. You're going to help other young people slay their giants, and you're going to see where the world was going to toss them out. God's going to use you to help mold them. This tonight, Caleb, is your defining moment in the kingdom of God. God is defining you in who you are and telling you he's with you. He's never left or forsaken you. And he's defining you tonight for your future. Don't you run. Don't you hide. You stay right here. You stay teachable. You stay everything. You serve and watch and see what God's going to do for you. Take that. <laughs> Kayla. Heart that was wounded had many doors. Some doors were hanging loose. I, your maker, came and tied them up and closed the doors. I am going to heal you completely through and through. You're going to have many young women and young men following you into this house. I'm confirming what he said tonight. There will be a great ministry of the arts in movies <laughs> the Lord says you haven't even imagined the best yet the Lord says you plan it out and I am going to fulfill it the Lord says show me the plans oh son for nothing is impossible for me I'm not the daddy that will leave you. I am not the one that will forsake you. I am the one that stands right next to you. And I stand closer than a brother. The Lord says, I've come to polish that heart. For many will look in and they will say, What happened, Caleb? <laughs> that heart. Is shining through and through. God says there will be those young men that come in seeking with other intentions, and all of a sudden they will get my attention, and I am gonna change them. You, I see when he was talking about a movie, I saw a movie of your life. It'll start like a play and then all of a sudden it will be a movie. The Lord says, don't hold anything back. The Lord says, you plan it, you propose it, and I will do it for you.
hear the voices those who have come into the house say Lord hear my plea come and touch me I came upon the earth they put a crown upon my head so you could think like me they put the stripes upon my back so you could be healed once and for all once and for all they opened up my side so you could be born so you could be born of me they put the nails on my feet so you could run towards me and not away from me they put the hands up the nails upon my hands so you could lift them up and be set free know that i've been thinking about you thinking about you thinking about you oh i've been thinking about you oh i've been thinking about you as you gather in this place this week i come to meet with you come to meet with you and set you free Is Melinda here? Melinda? Is Mindy Sizemore here? Right. Yeah, you both need to come forward, would you please? So, you know, I still read a scripture normally over somebody before I prophesy over them because I feel it's important that the word is connected to the word. And in Deuteronomy chapter 15 at verse 11, it says, There will always be poor people in the land. 
Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your, in your land. You know, it's easy for us to proclaim how wonderful Jesus is. It's another thing to demonstrate it. To give your food to the hungry and to care for the homeless. God gave me your name and the Lord said, what have you done for the last 17 and a half years? I said, I've worked in the inner city, Lord. He says, this couple is a premium couple. And because you have made prayer number one in your lives, it says the Lord your God. <laughs> and because you have both seek me first in all that you do, and because the two of you just give and give out of your need, that I am putting a hedge of protection around the two of you, yes, says the Lord, Lord your God. For there are going to be people that are jealous of what you're doing, says the Lord your God. <laughs> but God says, oh man of God, you're going to see. You, you are an evangelist heart. But you're going to see there's so much phoniness today with people looking like they're transformed because their exteriors look different. But you're going to see them transformed from the inside out. Just can't slap a coat of paint on it anymore. It's going to have to come from the inside. And because you're a man of integrity and because you're a man of character, God says, I'm going to bless you beyond your expectations. Man, the two of you are like the biggest fundraisers I've ever come in. As soon as I came in contact with you guys, I said, man, I could have used them five years ago. Why weren't they in Utica where I was for a long time? But God says, healing is about to be released in the two of you. You know, the Word of God says in Proverbs 28, 27, it says, He who gives to the poor will lack nothing. Come on, that's right. But curses will come upon those that don't reach out to the poor. And God says, man, I hope you like to cook, Melinda, because you're going to need a commercial kitchen. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I believe, I believe that, I believe... Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes this goes back and forth between the church and the couple, so I apologize for that. But I want you to know, whatever you guys are doing to touch your city, forget about it. That wasn't even an appetizer. God is going to give you guys a facility with a full commercial kitchen. I see it in the heart for this church. And it's going to be the Father's storehouse. It's going to be the Father's kitchen. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a Joseph's place. It's going to be where, where a Joseph's storehouse and, and kitchen. But the Father's hand is going to be all over it. And, and, and Melinda, there is a heart of compassion in the two of you that goes beyond any understanding. Listen, she's not shaking you down. She's going to turn you upside down and shake it until the money all comes out of your pockets. 
because it's for the people. It's for the people that are needed. Don't be stingy with your money because you know what? The Lord says, because you're living, I feel in my heart. When I get around people that have done what I'm doing, I'm telling you, your lives are about to be radically changed. And when you take care of your city, God rebuilds the city. It's scriptural. It's, it's scriptural. Isaiah 58, verses 11 and 12, it says, I will rebuild the walls of your city. You guys have stepped into a Holy Spirit landmine. And know this, says the Lord your God, I'm a breaker anointing is coming upon the two of you right now. They're, listen, I'm going to get in front of you. Sharon, I want you to anoint their hands, please. There's a breaker anointing. Listen, there's people that aren't going to value what you're doing. Don't let that bother you. Right. Because if they can't value what they're doing, they'll never value the destiny that God has put upon your lives and in your hands. I don't know. I'm, I'm, God is saying, get ready. I see tractor trailers. I see tractor trailers of stuff just coming and coming. Divine. I call them, I call them God links. A God link is somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that is going to open up something and I see trailers of furniture I see uh, I'll help you man I, I, listen I'm connected with Tempur-Pedic man I'm telling you you know they, they don't get me going uh, all I'm saying to you guys is you need to get ready you're in the right place at the right time and some people have tried to pull you away but your children This is going to get so in their spirits. I hope you have children. And it's going to get so in their spirit that they're just going to dance around the streets of the city handing out stuff and baking and cooking. And God says, um, I feel maybe you're in some kind of business and God's going to, God's going to bless your business beyond expectations but he's going to free you up because you're needed to be by your wife's side to do what is needed. This is a guy that if, if you don't do it the way he likes it, it's not done right. Well, you're going to have to build a bridge and get over that one because you're going to have to have crews doing the work. And the last thing I want to say to you, I keep getting the phrase, the rose of Sharon. But I believe, is there someone in your life by the name of Rose because God is going to touch her in a mighty way? Is she here? Is it a friend? Is it what? Where? Where is Rose? Rose, come up real quick. She is truly the rose of Sharon. Truly the rose of Sharon. Can she move? I mean, is she My wife's name is Sharon. 
Get ready, says the Lord your God. For all the years you've stood and the winds of adversity have blown against you and, and things have come and tried to knock you over, you have remained steadfast, says the Lord your God. You're worried, am I going to see the goodness of the Lord be made manifest in this city to the fullest? And God says, yes, you are. God says, I'm giving you fresh vision, says the Lord, and I'm going to give you fresh hearing, says the Lord your God, and know this, says the Lord. <laughs> you might say, I'm not strong enough to bake the cookies. I'm not strong. You be the taste tester <laughs> to make sure it's to the standards of the kingdom before it goes out the doors because everybody wants to give the poor and the needy what they don't want or what they've already used and God says this church is going to give them the best going to give them the top shelf it's not going to be table scraps that's where that hundred thousand dollars is coming in it's going to come so quick and and I feel I see the building because this woman's a prayer warrior and she's been praying I see the building I know I built one. I built a 13,000 square foot one with a full commercial kitchen. I see it. And I see people coming and being fed. I see their lives being transformed. You're going to see it happen. You're going to see it. You're going to be part of it. You are truly the Rose of Sharon. There is a beauty that is coming off of you that is beyond our expectations. Glory to God. I saw men coming out of prison. I saw families have been broken. Families that have been deeply, deeply wounded. Coming to you guys. And, and I hear a conversation with a young man who's been through the war. And he says, teach me, teach me how to stand, for I don't know how. Teach me, teach me to be a father, for I don't know how. Teach me. Teach me how to walk. I see you sitting around your table, your table being full of people, saying, Teach me how to walk, teach me how to stand. You're going to take out your word. First thing you're going to teach them is how to tithe. Because you want them to be successful. The Lord says you're going to teach them how to war in their homes. You're going to teach them the key of warring. 
then you're going to teach them how to love their wives because you have a good one one who stands by your side and says come on honey let's go whatever God says I'm ready for it you will teach them teach them how to walk teach them how to stand you're going to teach the wives how to honor their husbands because they've been so wounded such pain oh the Lord says that you're going to feel the pain even before they get to you but the Lord says I'm going to cause mercy and grace to come out of your mouth when they start talking ill mannerly you're gonna say it's okay honey it's gonna be okay and you're gonna teach them how to war for their families and their businesses God is gonna teach them all the way around and then one day in heaven they're gonna say that man was a daddy to me the Lord says, get ready for your greatest rewards are not yet seen and you're going to see. If you have, uh, we're going to just keep flowing here, but if you have kids in nursery and seeds we want to release the workers there so if you would go get your kids if you want to bring them in here or into the foyer that's fine but if you would go get your kids that way uh, the the workers can be released amen zero to pre-k amen thank you for being faithful to do that you can bring your kids in here or in the foyer okay thank you melinda come back God ain't through with you, girl. Where you at? You're sitting down too quick. God says you got to rise. It wasn't a mistake that you ran up here. God knows what you need. Come on, raise them. Oh, you got to take back what the enemy has stole from you you gotta take it back you gotta pull it down come on Charlie I'll sing to you after he finishes. God says there's truly an Esther inside of you. And God is bringing out a new boldness and a new courageousness in you, says the Lord your God. Get ready, says the Lord, that you're just not some 
goer or just some attender, says the Lord your God, for I'm taking you into a deeper place, says the Lord your God. I'm taking you into a place that you have never been before, says the Lord. And all those words, all that negativity, all those things that came against you that just tried to, I see the hand just trying to squish you down. You were like a whack-a-mole. Did you ever go to a carnival and they, they whack, you were being whacked around. God says the days of being whacked around are over with, says the Lord your God. This is your night of freedom, says the Lord. You have freedom. Don't you let any man, any situation take it from you. For I have called you by name, says the Lord your God. When he calls you by name, there is no mistaken, says the Lord your God. You have not been left or forsaken, says the Lord. And I feel to tell you, God is about to restore everything that was robbed and stolen from you, says the Lord. Yes, your God. come on. And there are times that you've got some good memories and you're afraid to go down memory lane because the bad ones come in the name of Jesus oh, Christ yes, of Nazareth. Jesus. I come against those negative thoughts. I come against those words. I come against uh, those situations in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan, you can't have her life because she's been set free. And who you set free is free indeed, says the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm gonna teach you to take it back. Take it back. Come on, stand up. No carpet time right now. You had enough of that. The Lord says, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm rising you. I'm standing you up to be a warrior. You're not gonna be a wimp. That's right. You know, I said a story to the girls or to the to my friends today and I, I I'm gonna tell you this little story when I was a young girl I was raised in Harlem New York where you fought in the streets believe it or not this young lady here fought in the streets they used to beat me up every day my mom mama said one day to me if you don't hit them back I'm gonna hit you I said okay mama that's, that settles the issue. But the whole thing of the story was that in New York, you used to have to put Vaseline on because when they went to fight, you didn't want them to scratch your face. So you need to put on some Holy Ghost Vaseline, girlfriend. And you need to do some warning. For when the enemy comes to try to trip you up, to accuse you, because he's the accuser of men, and to tell you that you're not going to make it through. You're going to say, I'm taking it back. I'm taking back what belongs to me. That is my inheritance. I'm taking it back. And you're not going to let the enemy intimidate you any longer. With his words and his ugliness i want you to know that the lord says i've made a beautiful woman inside out 
He knows your yesterdays. He already took care of it. You don't have to worry about it any longer. You need to raise that beautiful little head, girl, and put some spiritual Vaseline on. And say, when the devil comes, it's going to slip away. He's not going to touch that. Because you belong to the Lord. You are truly an Esther. You just sing. You raise your voice. You dance around your house. doesn't matter if they think you're crazy. That's all right. God has it all in control and i want you to know that he is making a way where it seemed to be no way he is making a way for you he will open the doors that need to be open and shut the ones that need to be shut but no longer will you walk with your head down you when you hear the the name melinda you run because god is calling you God is so good. Hallelujah. caught you out of the corner of my eye and I want to read to you out of Genesis 5 it's a story about Enoch and it says Enoch walked faithfully with God and he was no more because God took him away Enoch's name means to be dedicated and as I looked at you the Lord says there is a man who is dedicated there is a man that has stood through thick and thin. And know this, says the Lord your God, that you are a man that has searched, you've searched your heart on a daily basis. And God says, it's time to get ready. Because you have been hungry for my word, I have not left or forsaken you, says the Lord. I'm even going, I'm going to fill your home with salvation, says the Lord your God. People are not going to be able to step into your house without feeling the anointing and the presence, says the Lord your God. And know this, there are even family members, says the Lord, that are not following me, but get ready. I'm about to, you know, they think your elevator stopped going to the top floor, but know this, says 
the Lord your God because you're crazy for me and because you have been dedicated to me, says the Lord your God. You know, the presence is about to fall upon your life like you have never seen before. Know this, says the Lord your God, that I'm going to fill that house with, with such a presence of me, says the Lord your God, that it's going to be so thick that people are not going to, they're not going to be able to stand there and deny any longer, says the Lord. And I'm bringing a healing river to your home, says the Lord your God. Get ready, says the Lord. Uh, there is not only a healing river, but the fire of the Holy Spirit is about to descend upon your life, says the Lord your God. You need to get ready. I'm going to read the scripture over you. Romans 15, 13. This is truly your scripture. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh man of God, the chains are broken off. The millstone is taken off around your neck. The Lord says even the financial blessings and things that have been robbed from you, even the love and the joy and even the, even the sickness and the infirmities that have tried to come and wrap themselves around everything you do and touch, tonight the Lord declares it is broken, says the Lord your God, and you are free, you are free. You are free, and God is going to use you to be a mouthpiece, to declare to others the goodness of the Lord that he's been to you. And because of that, they're going to get set free. They're going to be healed. Man of God, he's not done with you yet. There is much more for you to do, says the Lord. Sir, could you stand? What's your name? Shane. Raise your hands real high. You are so excited to hear the words for everyone else. And you're, oh God, is there something for me in the bag? That's right, he is good. Shane, come out here. You have family with you? Not under the state. Amen. Amen. We'll raise your hands real high. Because the Lord says, I'm coming to visit your house. I'm coming to pour fresh anointing. Things that seem to be locked, the Lord says, I'm going to unlock all of a sudden, the Lord says. I'm going to open doors, the Lord says, and you will know that they're my doors, not doors of men. They're not quick ideas, but they're my ideas. And the Lord says, you will go and you will walk in through them, and I am going to give you keys to unlock other doors and the Lord says no and tell your family to have peace because I am the one that's building your house I am putting things in order I am taking and I am stretching out and I am digging out the Lord says I am doing a whole new thing in your family 
what you've cried out the Lord says you will see and you will hear and you the Lord says I give you fresh vision to see like I see the Lord says not like you see but like I see the Lord says watch what I'll do in your house hallelujah hallelujah where where is ocean where is ocean this I thought I was losing it this morning ocean because God started to speak to me and he said you're gonna pray over a woman named ocean I'm like yeah okay <laughs> maybe it's because I miss the ocean uh, but um, we're gonna pray over you it's so good yes. to meet you I, I love putting a face to the name Sharon I'd like to anoint ocean's hands because this is a woman of great talents um, your hands your hands can make things your hands are like your eyes of your body they and and they have a, a brain and they can see raw materials and they can make things and if your hands could tell a story of who they've touched and and where they've been I, I just want to declare over you that you're Hannah in the house of the Lord Hannah's name means grace and there is such a grace upon you. And Hannah was so misunderstood. And, and, and you know, people just couldn't understand who she was and, you know, kind of put her down. But she endured, and you are an endurer. And God says, you need to get ready. Um, listen, I know we're in pandemic and everything else that's going on but you don't get me going don't encourage me all you better if you don't have your passport updated you better get it updated right. because I see you I see you, you're, you're a teacher, man. God and children love you. They wanna be around you. And, and you know, sometimes I tell people that they're salespeople, they could sell the Brooklyn Bridge. You're a salesperson for the kingdom of God. And you know what? I can almost hear you in your quiet times. Sometimes, God, where are you? God. Uh, hello, I'm Ocean. <laughs> I need, I need some ripples here. Tonight God's giving you your ripples because she's going to dump on you like nobody's business. I'm just, I'm just stirring the waters of your heart. But God says... You gotta stop looking in the mirror and questioning who you are. You're not a grasshopper. You are a mighty woman of God and the word of God is inside of you. I'm telling you, you shine on the field. 
You're going to prophesy the word. You're going to teach the word. You're going to preach the word. And you know what? If any guy is coming, hanging around, he's going to have to go through quite a few tests. Because you are a queen in the kingdom of God. No guy is going to treat you like a queen and take you to Burger King for dinner and Dairy Queen for dessert. That's ridiculous. God's going to put royalty. He's going to put a man of God in your life. Not that you're looking, but God, there's a Boaz that's going to come and he's going to treat you like you should be treated. And I'm going to say one more thing before I release it to Giselle. The past is just that. It is the past. It's already so far gone in your rearview mirror, you can't see it. And don't let the enemy try to bring it back to try to define you, says the Lord your God. I feel tonight, I'm just going to do something crazy, prophetic. I'm going to draw an imaginary line. And God says, step over, step over. There you go. Tonight, tonight you are declaring, my life is no longer on hold. I mean, you are a woman that can, you know, you could just sit there and say, I'm, I'm fine, it's okay. But deep inside, there is a 427 Hemi revving inside of that body. You're not a Prius, you're a muscle car. God says, pop the clutch, throw it in gear, and run to your destiny. Just like Hannah cried out to me from the depth of a heart, you have cried out to me for miracles in your life. Did you know what was so special about Hannah? That what she gave God wasn't just anything. It was the greatest gift that God had given her. She laid it back before the altar of God. And the Lord says to me, as you lay your gifts before me, I am the God that gives back. You give me one, and I'll give you ten. You give me three, and I'll give you thirty. The Lord says, I will reward you for your faithfulness. I will reward you for your kindness. I will reward you for everything that you have laid in the altar. Just like Hannah of old, they mocked her. But the Lord says, where are your markers now? Where are those who said that you won't make it? Where are they now? The Lord says, I will give you much more and greater than you ever have imagined. The Lord says, you give it back to me. And I will always give you more than what you could imagine. And the Lord says, thank you. 
thank you for your faithfulness and thank you for your kindness the Lord says today I come and I touch you I see the Lord pouring a full horn of oil over your life it's not strange that your name is ocean because you're going to touch many oceans many oceans you will go across remember that he is your great reward hallelujah what's your name victor julie sharon would you anoint their hands As I was walking by you, not to be cliche-ish, but I heard a sound. And the Lord took me to uh, Ezekiel 37, verse 7, and it says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. There was a rattling. There was a sound. And the bones came up together, bone to bone. And I looked, and the tendons and the flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them but there was no breath in them. But they assembled soon to get their breath. Vision starts with a God encounter and the two of you are about to have a God encounter in 2022 like you've never seen before, says the Lord your God. And you two have seen your share of dry, parched, withered seasons, says the Lord your God. However, there is an overcoming spirit that is about to drop on the two of you like you have never seen before. Oh man of God, you need to get ready, says the Lord. You might think that things are finished, things are done, but I'm telling you, you're a bulldozer in the house of the Lord, uh, says the Lord, your God, and you need to get ready, says the Lord. You're going to teach some of these young bucks how to be heavy equipment and not lightweight, says the Lord, your God. You're, you're going to put a jackhammer in their hand in the spirit and show them how to break up those fallow things in their lives and those dry things. Man, you, you sit there and sometimes you think, Lord, have you forgotten me? I mean, I mean, what can I do? And God says, man, God, shake yourself up. There is so much more inside of those bones, uh, says the Lord your God. And there is a mentoring spirit inside of you, says the Lord. Uh, man, you're a big man. You're crying already. You're nothing but a big teddy bear. You, know? you just try to put the fear of God in people. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God. And you know, I wrote next to this scripture. Get ready for this. God says he's going to surround you with people who are dried up, hopeless. No one loves me. I've made bad choices. I'm a loser. I know you probably don't want to have that. But I'm telling by the Spirit of God, there is there is an evangelistic spirit inside of you, and you're going to come across the tough ones, the ones that are, wah, 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 okay? And I don't need God, and I don't need this, and, and no one loves me, and I'm going to go to hell because that's where all my friends are. God is putting your voice back inside of you, and you're going to roar like a lion, says the Lord your God. You know, woman of God, you've been saying, come on, Lord, shake them up. Tonight, the Lord says, I'm shaking them up. Get ready, says the Lord, you're gone. For your home is going to be a melting pot for the discarded. 
Your home is going to be like a recycling center, says the Lord your God. They're going to come in, a woman of God. They're going to be smelly. They're going to be, you know, you know, uh, un, unchurched. But I'm going to tell you something. They're going to get recycled. They're going to get recycled in your home. And they're going to be on fire for Christ. I, I feel to tell you that these past three years has been kind of a, you know, a little bit of a bump here and a little bit of a bump there and everything. Now God says it's over with. Man of God, you got to take the asbestos underwear off because the Holy Spirit's been holding a torch to you and you ain't been budging, but now you're gonna budge, says the Lord your God, because there is a patch of people, there is a, a patch of people that no one else has been able to reach. The two of you are going to reach it. She's gonna love on them, you're gonna slap them around, she'll pray for them, and they're gonna get gloriously saved, says the Lord your God. Where could you hide that I could not see you? Where could you go that I will not pull you out? Want to stand? this new for you? Kind of? Yeah, okay. Amen. I hear the Lord saying that he is pulling you out to pull you in. The Lord says, I'm taking some stuff away, some changing some stuff. I'm going deep in your heart. But you said, Lord, if you could do this for me, I will be grateful. And the Lord says, you see this polished rag? I'm coming to polish that heart that's been wounded, hurt. People have said things that hurt your heart and your mind. And it was almost like they could not see what I saw in you. But I come today to pull you out, to heal you, transform you. What's your name? Kekai. God is going to do something awesome, Kekai. In a year from now, they're going to look at Kekai and they're going to say, what happened to that dude? And they're going to know that I came and I visit with you. Come and let me take you into my inner courts so I could do the work in you. Let me heal your broken heart, the places that you don't let nobody get to. And you will see what I'll do for you, even financially, the Lord says. I will set things in order, 
even the job that you've been asking the Lord to give you, he will open the doors for you. together what's your name sir Robin Yvonne come on up front would you please just face the folks would you please God, this better be a good word or he's going to mop the floor with me. Sharon, would you uh, anoint their hands, please? Glory to God. Oh. Hallelujah. I'm going to read to you guys out of First Chronicles. Boy, what a place to get a word, right? Um, wow. And it's about David, and it says, you know, he, he inquired of the Lord... And he inquired of him again, and he says, should I go ahead and attack? And the Lord said, sure, go ahead. So David did as God commanded him, and he struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Jezer. And I feel to tell the two of you that God has taken you into a season where you're going to inquire more of him, says the Lord your God, that, that God has taken you to a place where... Um, he wants more of you. He wants to hear more of you, but he's going to take you into places that you've never been before. <laughs> God says, I'm making you stronger in me, and I'm making you stronger in my mighty power, says the Lord your God. A woman of God, get ready for the words of knowledge and wisdom are upon your life, says the Lord your God. There's a prophetess inside of you, says the Lord, that is about to break forth, says the Lord your God, and it's I, I feel to tell you that it's going to go not just for this area, but um, it's it's a it's a, a a global prophetic like for nations, says the Lord your God, and you need to get ready. And God says that He's about to fill your hearts with more promises. Man of God, you are a dreamer, man. You, man, man. Your wife has to reel you in, but then she. She reels you in, and then she goes out, and then you end up reeling her. You guys are perfectly matched, and, and, and it's just now God wants to get you on the same page. And, 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 and uh, what, man of God, don't take this the wrong way, but God wants to teach you patience, okay? He had to teach David how to wait upon the Lord, you know, to wait upon him. And as you do that, he's going to renew your strength, Know this, says the Lord your God, that I have called the two of you to be rescuers in the kingdom of God. Get ready, says the Lord. Wow. Wow. I'm going to bring... Man. 
The two of you are just soldiers in, in the army of God. Wow. And, and, and God has put a call to be the spiritual police in the house. And God's going to use the two of you to touch and, and actually arrest people <laughs> for Christ. Only you're not going to jail them. And they're going to see a man, your two testimonies would set anybody free. Wow. You know, that word wait, man of God, means to take two things and twist them together. And as you wait upon the Lord, the things that you have been desiring, God is going to give to you. And, and I want to say this to you. God is going to give you not only the provision for the vision, but God is putting you two in um, the limelight of people who, they're not poor. They have all the means in the world. They're, world, they're professionals. And God is putting them in your pathways because they need the Lord more than they ever would think that they need. Man, you two are fighters. Come on. You are fighters. And God is going to use you. Man, I, I have to be very careful here, but I'm just going to say it. I smell sheep all over them. And, 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 um, and God, is, God is going to use you to bring in a harvest of people. You've sacrificed so much. And you guys have been mistreated too in some areas. I, I see it, I feel it. And and there's been times, you, man, 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 the two of you stuck out when no one else would have stuck it out. But you stuck it out and you honored God. And tonight God says, all your dreams, all your visions, and all the destiny that you've been waiting for, it's coming your way. God is gonna bless you. And you're another couple. I see you on the foreign field. I see you um, just, just doing it. But when I use that word arrest, there was another A word that came with it. The two of you have an incredible ability to activate gifts inside of people. They've got the gift, but it's not activated. And the two of you can find the switch and activate it. So the two of you need to get ready. This is your year. I don't know why I'm going to say this, but it's a launching year for you into a new destiny. And you feared for a while, not in a fear of in a negative way, but are we really ready? Are we really qualified as everything? And God says, you've been ready for a long time. Stop procrastinating. Cross the river. Get your ticket stamped and do what I've called you to do, says the Lord your God. While there's been frustrations in the natural, I come to take away 
I see a big balance. And sometimes you got on one side and then sometimes he gets on the other. And it goes like this and it goes like that. But the Lord says, now I'm in the middle. And I come to bring the balance. That's it. Breathe it in deep, sweetie. For the Lord says, I come with a huge eraser from heaven. And I erase those things that frustrated you. And you thought they could never go away. The Lord says, I am. I am. Know that I am will take the eraser from heaven and erase all those yesteryears the frustration the things that you thought they could never come to alignment the Lord says I'm going to do great things with both of you but I got you in my balance and it's going to be good because I am in the center of your balance and the Lord says, I am going to take you both and wrap you around my hands. It's not going to be a quick thing either. The Lord says, I'm working it out. And you know about working out. It doesn't come overnight. Those muscles don't come overnight, but it's a discipline. And the Lord says, I'm taking your lives and I'm making a treasure box that your generations are going to look back and they're going to go into that treasure box and they're going to say, oh, I need this from that treasure box. I see family members going into that treasure box and digging out for a time of need. Testimonies of how you endure. Don't worry about the frustrations. I'm taking care of it. I'm in the middle. Bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm in the overflow room with my wife, Sharon, and we're going to pray for this gentleman, Craig. Glory to God. Is that okay? Glory to God. We got a camera. We're ready to roll. Glory to God. I'm going to also read to you out of Ezekiel, Craig. And says, um, son of man, these bones are people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord said. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you out from them. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Know this, Craig, that the Lord says that you are not only strong in the Lord and full of his power, but the Lord says that I'm going to use you to call people out of their spiritual graves where they have given up on the Lord God. Get ready, says the Lord, that you have even had to yourself out. But know this, says the Lord your God, that you are ready for the immediate God, says the Lord of waiting Craig are over with says the Lord your God God is saying I'm even going to put more on your shoulders says the Lord your God you need to be ready and you know what I'm going to tell you something God is resetting your heart 
resetting your thought process. Notice the Lord your God. You're going to hear like you've never heard before. You're going to see things in the spirit uh, like you've never God and those dry bones and those people that are around you are about to wake up says the Lord your God the Lord says Craig let my spirit surround you like it's never surrounded you before my Holy Spirit you're about to have a God encounter and it's going to happen before uh, the end of February says the Lord your God I'm even going to come in your night hour says the Lord and I'm going to wake you up says the Lord your God I'm going to speak to you I'm going to I'm going to act through you I'm even going to guide your steps sure and anoint his hands uh, know this says the Lord your God that you're going to show others how to always be thirsty and hungry after me says the Lord your God for you yourself know what it is to be thirsty but to Lord says I'm coming to quench your thirst uh, says the Lord your God and you're going to carry the water you're going to carry the anointing you're going to carry the oil to other people so where they feel in a rut uh, says the Lord your God a spiritual rotor rooter in their lives uh, says the Lord your God in their lives are going to be transformed uh, from the inside out the days of quiet pictures of the days of, of sitting idly by or over with <coughs> for I am activating a new thing in you says the Lord your God I'm flipping the switches of your heart uh, says the Lord your God for you're a thinker Craig you're you're you, you got like this uh you got like this um 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 uh engineering mind uh, mindset uh, where you can see things in the third and the fourth dimension and God says I'm gonna mess you up a little bit says the Lord your God I'm gonna allow the Holy Spirit to come he's not gonna take away all those beautiful things in you but he's gonna allow more of his spirit to, to come deep from within your belly and up through your heart and into your mind says the Lord your God and when that mixture comes together you're gonna be unstoppable because this church has got a destiny and a future yet that it has not even seen yet uh, this place is too small says the Lord your God this place is 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 going to I explode uh, says the Lord your God and man you're a guy that asks a lot of questions and sometimes they just want to boot you off the table but that's okay says the Lord your God for I'm gonna give you Holy Spirit questions and those questions are for building the kingdom of God get ready Craig this is a new day and a new season for you I feel to tell you tonight God promotes you in the kingdom of God
You don't have to stand. Sit, sit. Be comfortable. Glory to God. I'm going to read to you Isaiah 46. <laughs> don't be offended with this, okay? Verse 4. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am the one who will sustain you. I have made you, and I will carry you, and I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Age does not preclude us from flourishing and fruitfulness. You two have lived out Galatians 6-2 to carry each other's burdens. You know what it is to carry the burdens of other people. And you know, some days you need to call for backup, and some days you are the backup. And God has put the spirit of prayer in the two of you, says the Lord your God. And the two of you have learned in your life to take your focus off of your own battles. And you've always looked at other people and said, I can hear the conversation between the two of you. How can we help them? What can we do? How can we pray for them? And God says to tell you tonight, because the two of you have fought for other people, God is fighting for you tonight. Uh, O woman of God, the Lord says, get ready, says the Lord your God, for a new strength is going to come to you. Sharon, put your hand right. Is it okay she puts her hand on your heart? Uh, Glory to God. Lord, we just speak health right now into this mighty woman of God from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. uh, Lord God, Jesus, uh, Lord, bring a greater level of your presence and authority to her life, Lord God Jesus. Uh, Lord, let her feel the anointing every morning that she wakes up, Lord God Jesus. Even the pains that plague her as she gets out of bed, Lord, let her feel uh, um, uh, mighty and let her feel the power of God in her. And, And, oh man of God, lift up your hands with your wife right now. You know, as I'm praying for the two of you, the two of you are like Aaron and Er, her You held up the arms of so many people, and that's a sign of intercession. And the two of you are intercessors in the house of the Lord. And you understand, by his stripes we are healed and we are made whole. Know this, O man of God. There is a fresh anointing coming upon your life. There's a power and prayer and intercession that's about to fall upon you that you have never seen or felt before, says the Lord. Uh, Get ready. Sometimes we think that God is done with us. He is not done with you, says the Lord your God. For the two of you have made a way where there seems to be no way because you have trusted in God. Oh, man of God, I speak to your heart right now, Lord God, Jesus. Uh, Lord, uh, even soften that heart more than it is, Lord God Jesus, and let them reach out even in greater ways, says the Lord your God. I feel to tell the two of you, can I just ask you, how long have you been walking with the Lord? 1947. Would you get, I'm going to ask you to stand now, okay? When we come across... When we come across people like this, right? Hebrews 11 comes to mind around verses 35, 40. And it says, there were those that went before us who prayed and their prayers were never answered, but they never gave up faith and they went home to be with the Lord. And some of the things they didn't see come to pass, but they left that legacy for us 
okay, to have hope and to have faith, to believe that God will finish the work that they started. And the two of you are legacy setters. You know, the word of God, the, the, when you speak of legacy, it says that legacy is something that we set in motion. And the two of you have set so much in motion. You've got spiritual sons and daughters all over the place that you don't even realize that you have because of the seeds that you have sown. But God says that you have a legacy. And tonight, when I, Sharon and I come across a couple like this that have been walking with the Lord that long and, and, and have gone through thick and thin, they deserve recognition. And tonight, I'd like to give them recognition for who God has made them to be and who they are. Never forget those that went before us. Never forget how hard they prayed, how hard they interceded, how much they endured that we can have what we have today so that there is a legacy, that there is a generational blessing that will carry until the, if the Lord tarries from generation to generation, says the Lord.